Barzell. He's behind the defense. Matt Barzell scores! Away oh, goes Horvath again. What a move by Horvath. Scores! Oh, Horvath! Bovillier breaking. What a move! What a play! What a goal! that sound you guys know what that means it's time for another episode of the clap report a hockey podcast where an islanders fan and a canucks fan talk about the news in the league and the rumors surrounding the teams this is justin across the town from damien and just to clarify we are not jeff merrick or elliot freeman but before we get started we ask that you please follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and also we ask if you could please follow us on instagram as well at the clapper report Interact with us, leave us some comments, slide in the DMs. Let's get the conversations flowing. Stanian, man. What you drinking? What's going on? What are you doing, man? Ooh, feels like it's been a while. We didn't record on Friday. We uh we got delayed by a weekend. We gotta yeah, you know, you, know, you gotta tell you gotta you gotta give it why. You gotta tell why. We gotta we gotta pump everyone up. Oh yeah. I forgot why for a second. How did well, you we, forget? But we were at a show. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we were. The two of us. We 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 finally uh, got together at a show. Even though with my with my fractured leg. <laughs> yeah, your fractured leg and your crazy ass running into the pit. I kind of honestly was like a worried parent at that point. And I like I stood to the side and was just like trying to eye you down the entire time, like make sure you were good. And then I lost you. I was like. Okay. All right. And then uh, I eventually found you to the side and uh, I was relieved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. It was a good fucking time. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, we went up to uh, to elsewhere in Brooklyn. We went to see Incendiary, one of the best Long Island hardcore bands to ever do it. Um, and one of the people that was, or one of the bands that was opening was God's Hate. And uh, man, they were, they were absolutely insane. Um, you went in for like 20 seconds and uh but oh, I, 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 yeah man i was very thankful that i was not involved in that <laughs> Dude, man, I, I was holding our drinks i was like i'm not i'm not trying to <laughs> do i've been in a number of pits my life and uh this was one of them and there's been a couple that were like this but this is like a very memorable pit where i realized that i was really outsized and really outnumbered because normally when you go to a show, there's definitely some big guys. Yeah, for sure. But like during God's hate and their set, there had to be at least like 15 guys that were like over 230, 250 pounds, 100% six foot pull, foot plus guys yeah. just wailing on people like huge, like and moving not like, too. Not like, not like dancing either, just like straight up crowd killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... uh I was feeling the drinks, you know, and I, I wanted to get in the pit. You know, it's been a really the long Jager time. It's bombs. been two years. Bombs. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's been two years since I've marshaled. So, you know, I and I, I really like I'd say their last album. So uh, I wanted to let loose, and uh, I quickly realized I needed to get my ass out of that pit, and I moved. Uh, yeah, the, there's not very many bands that I would back out of a pit for, but I think that one might have been uh might have been it. I mean, I was thankful that uh, well, not thankful, but you know. If, if if my leg was fully healed, then I definitely would have gone in at some point. I would have got my shit rocked. Because yeah. it's like, it's just funny because like, I mean, you know, I'm like skinny as fuck. So like, but I'm tall as hell. Like I'm 6'5". And I'm like, 
I think I'm only up to 190 right now. But it's like, but like I was wearing a sweatshirt. So nobody can see that I'm actually like scrawny. So if you see me flailing around in a pit, you're going to be like, oh, this guy's big as hell. I'm taking him down. I, I'm, I go down the gust of your breath. Like it's like, <laughs> as we know from me getting kicked in the leg, you know? So it's like, I don't know. But uh, but then incendiary, yeah. Uh, I I was standing on the edge. I was monitoring. And you know what? I just felt it. I, could, I grabbed you and I ran you into some people. <laughs> listen man i was feeling it i was good i was feeling it too uh that was a fun time uh incinerator's pit was was a lot uh a lot more dancing there's a lot more people in it uh a lot yeah. of people my size you know so yeah a bit a bit more of a mixed bag a bit more of there was more dancing there was more uh yeah it was a good time it was a good yeah, time great time i had a great one got some yeah, tacos so. after so it was a good oh, time bro that place was so good what's that fucking place called I'm gonna look right now so we can shout it out. I mean, yeah, I actually have it because I know that I sent it to Tyler. So if you give me more than thirty seconds, just kidding, I think not I even. can do it in less. Oh, you got oh, it. Oh, already got it. Uh, Lum Kambanchita. Whoa, you definitely butchered that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, where where was it? I just had it on my thing. Yeah, uh, like La Kambanchita or something. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's how it's I said it. No, it's not. What are you talking about? That's exactly how I said it. No, shut up. Shut up. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. That's definitely not the right accent. But anyway, it was super good. Um, <laughs> they had a spicy cucumber margarita that was actually too spicy. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah. So anywho, that was our uh that was why we weren't recording on Friday. Um it was a good time. You know, uh, if there are ever any shows on Friday, you know, I'm down to miss them to go to uh, Tamash. So especially when my leg is fully healed so I can actually beat people up. But, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but now I'm drinking a PBR. Just let everybody know. Drinking a PBR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Here. forgot. I forgot that I asked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just stuck with uh, I have a blue point, the big mother pumpkin. Again, you know, it's uh first thing I saw. I was about to be late for class, so I was like, let me just grab this quick. Um, Perfect. Yeah, even though my class on Mondays ends at like 6, uh, even though it should be ending at 7, but you know, I'm not Can't complaining. Can't complain about that, yeah. No, no, not <laughs> at all, especially after a, a terrible day at work, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm back to, oh, yeah, I'm back to work at now, everyone, so that's good. Uh, cleared to work again, which is nice, because, yeah, I don't think I was the last time that we recorded. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, so hell yeah, I'm uh, back, back in the New York groove. It's uh, hell yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of hardcore, uh, hardcore song of the week. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it rolling. Hardcore song of the week. Uh, I went with a band that I just found, uh, Salt Wound. They are disturbingly heavy. <laughs> um, like God's hate heavy. We even heavier. Yeah. Well. Whoa. They, they remind me a lot of like almost like left behind almost but like a little more screamy in the vocals um rather than yelly um the song is called drowning uh, this will be added to our playlist so definitely go check it out but uh yeah no this is a tough one this is a heavy one um i'm a very big fan of it and uh i think you guys should all go check it out yeah i gotta actually uh 
I got to check them out. I, I haven't actually heard of them before. So, oh, they're nuts. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I know you've heard of this band that I'm going to say. Um, they're a band that is near and dear to my heart. Um, band is called Vein, V-E-I-N. And uh, yeah, song is called Old Data in a Dead Machine. Um, they put out an, uh, an album, what was it, like 2017, I think, or something, 2018. They haven't called Arizona, uh, 2018 it was. And they haven't put out a new album since. They put out um, what's called like a remix album of it. It's still really good, but like Arizona's a top tier, like hardcore album slash like metalcore. They're super heavy. The lyrics are screechy, but like <laughs> they're dude, they're so they're so sick. They're nuts. Like listening to them is an experience, you know. So yeah, uh, they're definitely um, a pretty sicko band, you know. It's actually the band that I got into a a fight at the last time. Perfect. Yeah, so they're super fun. You guys should totally check them out. And when you go see them, uh, I'm actually seeing them in March. Um, Katie Balchek has seen them in New York, so that's oh sweet. Yeah. So anywho, that's uh that's Vane. That's the hardcore song of the week. Hardcore song of the week. Now we have uh, some catching up to do on hockey. It's been a while since we talked. It's actually been over a week since we talked about like other stuff than uh you know the blackhawk situation so uh we have a lot of things to catch up on yeah including the uh biggest domino uh yeah man the uh, it finally happened uh and i'm sure everyone by now na- by now knows that jack eichel was traded to the vegas golden knights uh jack eichel and a 2023 third rounder went to vegas for peyton krebs alex tuck 2022 first rounder which is top 10 protected and a 2023 second rounder going buffalo's way so i so okay i shouldn't i shouldn't say this but i was on my way to work and uh and i get an uh i i i didn't look but you know i you know whatever i wasn't texting and driving but anywho so i see this and i'm like what the fuck and I sent it to you after I, I think I was fucking with you the night before. And I was like, I was like, man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I called the Calgary confirmed. And you were like, bro, no way. And I totally was like, I totally messed with you. But I was like, oh, no, no. This seriously just happened at 743 in the morning. Um, so I, I want to ask you, what, what, are your, what were your initial thoughts on the trade? And what are your current thoughts on it? I laughed. I laughed out loud. Um, multiple times for a while i texted you back all in caps lmao um well also because it was a couple hours later because you let like asleep yeah yeah (laughs) so i woke up to the news and just literally laughed um vegas got robbed man um listen i was like the one saying originally like oh my god all these teams are gonna overpay for jack eichel oh my god they're gonna overpay they're gonna overpay like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Just get the deal done, basically. But when I saw this deal, <laughs> I, I couldn't stop myself from, from laughing. I mean, um, for more context, the day before, there was a rumor. Wait, um, so you mean Buffalo got robbed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo got robbed. Oh, because you said I, I, wasn't clear. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I if I was not clear. Buffalo got robbed uh, <laughs> because the night before, there was a, a supposed leak that like Matthew Chuck was like involved in the trade for Calgary. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, 
along with like every all their whole team's first overall pick. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of other but first round picks like involved in that conversation. So it's like, how do you go from this the night before to Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, and something that's not even gonna be a, a top 10 pick for Jack Eichel? Like I, I like I was dumbfounded. I, I laughed and uh I really don't feel much better about it now. I mean, I really don't care at the end of the day uh, about either of these teams. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like they definitely could have got a lot more for Jack Eichel. And uh, honestly, good on Vegas. They're going to be a fucking wagon. Their top line is going to be nuts going forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, that's my thing. It's like we kept hearing about how Buffalo wanted the equivalent of four first rounders. Which I thought like, was insane. Yeah. So they got they got that equivalent in Peyton Krebs and the first round pick, even though it's top ten protected, which that doesn't make sense to me. Um and then Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck. I don't know, man. I don't know like, either. I mean, let's say this though, it's not gonna be a top ten pick at the end of the day. Like Vegas isn't gonna finish that bad. Yeah, but um, what but what if, you know? I mean, yeah, of course. What if? But um, I feel like we live in a world where we can kind of know Vegas isn't going to have a top 10 pick. Well, so I'm sorry. So I'm still stuck on that Alex Tuck. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, no, it's okay. Just like. I, you know, I don't know. I mean. 37.78 games from this from 2017 to 2018. 37 points in 78 games. Then he had 52 points in 74 games. 2019, 2020, he had 17 points in 42 games. And last year he had 33 points in 55 games. Those aren't bad numbers, but like, but I, I I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, he yeah okay he was also a first round pick oh fun fun fact he's actually born on my birthday but a year before um I didn't know that that's funny um and he's from Syracuse so apparently that played into them wanting um what's it called Alex Tuck because they wanted somebody to be there that wanted to be there but like I listen I I at the end of the day I think that I would feel a bit more comfortable with this trade if it was like Shea Theodore going back. Yes, which was Instead also rumored for him as well. Yeah, which I mean, like that. I mean, granted, they have Rasmus Dahlin, and they're supposed to have own power be a really good defenseman. But it's like, you know, I don't know if they, if they were to play a really solid defensive game. You know what I mean? Maybe they. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't see Alex Tuck being the answer. Yeah, or Peyton Krebs, which he lights it up in the WHL. I was actually just looking at his stats right now. But um, he played four games last year. He did tally a point. He got an assist. And he played nine games this year in the NHL. Was a minus six on this Vegas squad. So I I don't know. I, I feel like it, it, it wasn't worth it. Shea Theodore, if he goes back the other way, like, like you said, like that's going to bolster up their decor. And the Islanders and other teams have proven that maybe you're not that much skilled up front on offense, but if you have a solid defense and you can build around a solid defense, you can actually do something with any squad. So uh, I don't know. I feel like it was a huge miss on their part, um, especially with what was rumored for Calgary, which apparently was fake too. 
So take that with a grain of salt too. But I mean, uh, well, exactly. That that that's the thing. It's just like I don't know. I mean, we keep hearing all these things that are being leaked, and you know, we don't know what to believe because then we're hearing about how this insane thing, this insane package for Jack Eichel, and I was it's like. I mean, I was kind of thinking there's no way that Matt Kachuk is, was involved. Um, just because Matt Kachuk definitely wouldn't sign there in Buffalo. Um, if he were to have been traded there. But also, they, they were... That was such a big rumor. I don't know, man. It, apparently, it was like a plant to get um, more pressure on Vegas to get a deal done. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. I don't know. So, at the end of the day, I think that... I'm just happy for Jack Eichel to be out of that situation. So hopefully he's going through the surgery this week. Hopefully he should be ready by the Olympics. They're hoping. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That That's that's what I got to say about it. Um, I think that the end of the day, Vegas probably won the trade. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh... because because a Buffalo third rounder, I mean, it's 2023, but still Buffalo third rounder is probably a high pick. And a Vegas second rounder is probably a low pick. So it's like that basically cancels out. Then you're just getting a first round that's top 10 protected, Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs for Jack Eichel. And it's like, but, you know, also it's like, I don't know how much leverage Buffalo really had considering Jack Eichel wasn't going to play with Buffalo again. That's true too. You know, it's like they, they had their hand forced. And I know the NHL was putting a lot of pressure on them and the PA was getting ready to step in and help make a decision uh, as far as the surgery situation went. Yeah, and like so, they were going to um, file a grievance and everything. Or, NHL Buff- was, or uh, Eichel was. Yeah, so Buffalo was losing their grip on the situation day by day. Uh, so maybe this was just literally all they can do. And uh, just glad it happened, like you said. So he'll get the surgery. I think they said Friday. Uh, hopefully three months will be back, back before, uh, you know, the Olympics happen and, uh, Vegas, they're going to be a wagon. They're gonna have to make some deals though. I think they're going to be like 6 million over when everybody's healthy. So, uh, expect Vegas to make some more moves, hopefully with a left-handed D man going back to the Islanders, but, uh, who knows Vegas, well, they could be just, a wagon. You know, I also, speaking of the defenseman there, I mean, I really thought that Shea Weber would be going a uh, Shea Weber. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got Webby on my mind. Um, that Shea Theodore would be going the other way because they signed Nick Hague to that long extension. You know, yeah, that's true too. So I that, that's where my mind was going. I, I for sure thought that if Vegas was getting Eichel, Shea Theodore was going the other way. Yep. So uh, their defense is nuts. Shea Theodore, Alex Trangelo, Nick Hague, Zach Whitecloud, Alec Martinez, like. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's nuts. It's nuts. They're uh, they're a scary team. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. They're definitely bolstering up to be cup favorites now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Fuck Vegas. Moving on here. We do have an update for you guys in the Chicago situation. Uh, well, it's technically removed from that situation, but Chicago's still a mess. And uh, they just recently let go of their head coach, Jeremy Coltian. Coltian? Uh, Colton, I think. Colton, sorry. Um, and he's out for performance reasons. Um, if any of you guys have watched a game of hockey this year, uh, especially a uh, Chicago Blackhawks game, you would realize that this team was a dumpster fire and a half. Um, 
they went one nine and two with him as the head coach this season. So uh, yeah, no surprise there with him uh, hitting the door so early. It's brutal. I mean, it's just funny to me because everyone was saying how Chicago was going to be like the playoff team this year, and uh, I mean, honestly, it, do we think it's safe to say that they're out of the playoffs? I mean, this is a brutal I start. November. I know it's only November, but this is a brutal start. So it is going to be difficult for them to build their way out of this. And keep in mind, it hasn't really gotten much better. Yeah, they won one game. So now they're two, nine, and two. But uh it's very early. But unless they go on an absolute tear, yeah, there's there's no shot that this team can do anything, I don't think. Especially in the central division. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's another problem. I mean, you got Minnesota that's an absolute wagon right now. St. Louis is going off. Winnipeg's going off. You have Colorado in here. So there's just too many names, too many teams that are, are riding hot right now. And, uh, you know, they're already 10 points out of first place. So they uh, they got themselves quite a hole to uh, dig themselves out of if they do make a push. Yeah, I don't see it happening at all. So, <laughs> I mean... Hopefully they enjoy Seth Jones. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's somehow. apparently not playing bad though, right? I haven't actually watched them play just because I just. I'll tell you one thing. He's definitely had a recent uptick because uh, he's he's been garnering some points for my fantasy team as of late, and uh, he's definitely on the on the good side of things for uh, Blackhawks right now. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, moving on, my favorite team in the league, JK. This is my least favorite team in the league. I think they're worse than Boston, and I think they're worse than uh, the Rangers for me at this point. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back yeah. in the news for yet again another LTIR situation. Honestly, poor Kucherov, though. Uh, he's injured yet again. Uh, what what fourth injury now at this point? I don't even know. Um He's back on the LTIR eight to 10 weeks this time, though. Not going to make it all the way to the playoffs, hopefully, unless there's some setback eight weeks from now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. His groin starts hurting again. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have, uh, I can see it now. I can see it now. He's going to have a setback seven weeks in. And uh, uh, it's looking like playoff times will be back. And then game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs will be magically healthy again. But uh <laughs> I don't know, man. That That's another big loss for Tampa and Kucherov. Again, I feel bad. I mean, I wonder what his stats would look like if he, uh, you know, never really caught this injury bug. Or like, uh, never mind. Sorry. I thought that he joined the NHL a lot later than he did. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it, he is definitely one of those players that's like, if he didn't have all these injuries, he would be one. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like Steven Samkos, to be real, <laughs> which is another like lightning player. It's like if Steven Samkos wasn't injured so much early on in his career, then like he'd be one of the top goal scorers in the league. You know what I mean? The guy was injured so much the past like five years. Even earlier than that. I mean, Steven Samkos missed so many games because of injury. He was going to be on par with Ovi, you know? No, I mean, obviously, okay, okay, okay. Like, I don't mean, like, breaking goal records, but it's like... Well, no, I mean, in 2018, 2019, he had 41 goals in 82 games. Dude, he had 60 goals in 2011. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was on Kucherov. Sorry. Oh, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. No, no, right now I'm talking about Samkos. It's yeah, like, yeah, Samkos, yeah, yeah. And he's still over a point per game. Like, the guy has missed so much time. 
Yeah, no, he's definitely been one that uh unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, it's just one of those things that makes you just really think, you know. Um, I mean, it always just makes me think of uh Eric Lindros, you know, it's like how he got injured and it ruined his career, you know. So I don't know. I mean, he could have been one of the top players of all time, you know, but he got injured and uh like very frequently too. But uh yeah, I don't know. So Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see if the Lightning are able to pull off any moves. I mean, uh, I know that they lost a lot in the offseason, so I'm not too sure how much they have left to give necessarily. Um, you know, maybe some picks can bring somebody in to help them out in the meantime, but uh I don't know. It looks like at least for now they're kind of like just waiting it out for him to get healthy again. So I don't know. Hope hopefully he comes back healthy and uh, you know, no cap circumvention happens yet again. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh no, for sure. So uh because the game is a better place with Kutravin. That's what I'll say. Agreed, agreed. But uh moving along here, we have two major defenseman signings. Um it's continuing the trend of like really big contracts for defensemen. Um, definitely deserved, nonetheless. They are deserved, but uh, a lot of defensemen getting locked in pretty high. Um, one that I will say, the first one that we'll read here, it's not as high as the other ones. So I will say that is definitely a, one of the better defenseman contracts is Morgan Riley signing with the Leafs for eight years at 7.5 million AAV. Yeah. Which honestly, I, uh, I think it's one of the best co- contracts for a defenseman right now. Like, strictly for the player, I think it's a really fair contract, really good contract. Besides Quinn Hughes, <laughs> no, uh, uh, but it, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, especially in a market like Toronto where um, he was expected to get like a lot. Um, and following the current trend of UFA defensemen, especially, it's like I think that this deal isn't bad. Um, it's only when made, you put context behind it. <laughs> well, yeah, which we'll which we'll get into. I mean, what is Morgan Riley? I think he's 28. Um 27. Morgan Riley is 27 currently. Yeah. He's gonna so be 28 at hits. the end of the season. Um so oh yeah, that's right. This is an extension. So yeah, um, so he's gonna be in this deal till his 36. Uh hopefully for the Leafs it locks him up for that long. Um, or for the rest of his career, I mean. Um oh. Oh, sorry. More uh, of that, the whole cover-ups and everything. Uh, I just got an athletic notification. It says John Doe 2, who's the high school player that Brad Aldridge assaulted. Uh, His mother was criticizing Bettman in a TSN interview. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be something I got the research. That just derailed me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, sorry, but... uh, Excuse me, but yeah, so um, I don't know. I do like the deal, especially because he is their number one defenseman, and they were talking about him being captain before uh, Austin Matthews, two-time NHL cover all-star, uh, became the captain. So No, he's not the captain. What am I talking Tavares, about? Tavares, yeah. Tavares is the captain. Everyone yeah, yeah. just talks about Matthews like he's the captain. <laughs> what am I talking about? See, see how, how am I a hockey fan if I don't know the Maple Leafs captain? Because that's all anybody talks about. That's a See, fact. I just shut That's it out anytime anyone talks about the Maple Leafs because it's just, you know, as you were alluding to before, this model isn't really working of them having these like substantial contracts 
and then not having enough to fill out death rolls. Yeah. I mean, fuck's sakes, Michael Bunting's on their first row line, right? Yeah, currently he is. I mean, Matthew's making over 11 million, Tavares making over 11 million. And then you got Marner at almost $11 million. Uh, another notable well, contract would be Nylander at seven. And now you have Riley at seven and a half. So, you know, that's one, two, three, four, five players that are, are making up a majority of your cap. It's going to be hard for you to find good value contracts, especially, you know, vets, because that's kind of like, I don't know, like everyone underneath them is either going to be way too young or they're going to be old declining vets. And it's, uh, I guess if you could figure out a, a magic formula, a magic mix between the two. Maybe you could see some success, but I mean, you also got to think Jack Campbell is going to be a UFA at the end of the season. I was just about to say, yeah, he's going to, he's going to use Shesterkin and Demko as comparables, you know, the five by fives. So you like know? you're losing even more money there or you're losing out on him. And then what are you doing in net? You just lost, um, what's his name? This past all season. Freddie. Yeah. Freddie Anderson. So uh, the Leafs are in a situation where, yeah, you have great names. You have great players. But, like, maybe you have a little too much. Maybe you should have moved one of these guys for, for some more value back, some more, like, spread out. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a poor management of the cap. Um, and, you know, it sucks that you're going to lose some of these players because, I mean, if you think about it, three of those guys, I'm sorry, four of those contracts you drafted. So these are guys that you invested in. So yeah, it's going to suck to lose that. But I, I think they're hurting the uh, the longevity of this team, and it's 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 not going to look pretty for Leafs fans. I don't think. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean this this team is in win now mode, but they're signing long term contracts. You know, I mean, if this team doesn't win a one playoff round this year, at least they are. I don't know. I thought last year it would be like it for like Kyle Dubas. But uh, I mean, I, you have to think that this is a must-win year for him and Sheldon Keefe, you know. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. So Toronto Maple Leafs need to win, especially if they're locking up people long-term, because these players are all long-term. You know, they're they're like, I know I'm saying win now, you know, they're still under contract for the next few years, but it's like they they need to win, otherwise people are going to get sent out. You know, people are going to get either fired or traded out. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. This this uh, team's mystery. So but, another uh, team struggling <laughs> with cap situation, in my opinion. Although yeah. I don't think it's as uh, drawn out yet um, as the Leafs are. The New York Rangers sign Adam Fox for seven years, nine point five million AAV. Another great value contract. I mean, Beautiful I guess you can I guess you can argue a little high depending on who you are. In my opinion, I believe in Justin's opinion, this is a fair contract for the player. I mean, this guy is top five defenseman, top three defenseman in the league, won the fucking yeah. uh Norris, Norris last season. So yeah. definitely a deservable contract. He's even he's pretty young too, so it, it's gonna last him through his um through his peak, whatever the correct term is. So great contract. But uh, awesome. they're, they're falling into another situation just like the Leafs, though, in my opinion. And they're, and they're tying up a lot, a lot, a lot of money in just a few players. Uh, to quickly run through that for you guys, they have Truba at $8 million for five more years. Panarin, $11.6 million for five more. 
Kreider, 6.5 for six years. Zabinajab, which this contract starts next year, 8.5 million for eight years. And then I I put this down. Obviously, you need him, as we just talked about with Jack Campbell. Shesterkin's making 5.6 million for the next four years. Mm -hmm. Now, to make matters worse for you guys, Strom is an RFA next season. Sammy Blaise, he's an uh, RFA. Kako's an RFA. Gautier's an um, RFA. And Hayjack is an RFA. On top of that, next season, you're going to have $3.42 million in dead cap. That's not a good situation. Yeah. That's not good. No, I mean, the 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 Kreider and Truba contracts are just brutal. Um, I know Kreider is the heart and soul of the Rangers, but I mean, I don't know. I know he has a goal tonight, uh, unfortunately for me, because I'm versing his owner in fantasy. Um, yeah, it's just like... It, I didn't list rough. this. I'm sorry to cut you off because Barkley Goodrow is making 3.6 for the next like six years. Oh, yeah. I, I blanked that from my head. That, I mean, that's essentially dead cap. I thought that's what you meant by the dead cap next season. <laughs> no. No, I mean legitimate dead cap uh, at Come the on, hands of Lundquist, Shattenkirk. And D'Angelo. <laughs> like, that wasn't funny. All right, word. I'll fuck myself. No. Um, uh, I'm just, I'm in a rare mode right now just because I get to hate on the Rangers. So sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm no, seeing red yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're seeing blue and red right now. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot to handle. I mean, uh, again, my, my eyes just glued to the Truba contract. I remember when they, it got signed, I think seven by eight million. And I just remember going, what the absolute hell are they doing? Um, Kreider too. What's Kreider now? Well, he's gonna be like thirty-two, right, or something like that. Kreider's older. Yeah, Kreider's thirty right now, and again, he oh. has like uh. eight years, five years left. So he'll be thirty-five at the end of it. But I mean, I I feel like, and I could be wrong, so I'm gonna fact check this. But I feel like he he's he's kind of taking a step back. Or am I wrong here? I mean, has he ever been like? But he, yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. Has as uh, Chris Kreider <laughs> ever been the guy that you're like, oh my god, six point five million? What a steal! Yeah, like, listen, man. I mean, us living in New York, I know the rent prices are high, but like, <laughs> I don't know if they're six point five for Kreider high. I mean, you, know you got I mean? thirty so. points in fifty games last year, so a lot there. Forty-five and sixty-three to one prior, fifty-two and seventy-nine the year before that. All right, you know, so maybe I'm talking on my ass. I don't no, know. those are good. Those are good <laughs> points, but like, for majority of your cap to be laid in all these players. Uh, I don't know. I think you need to see more and they're going to have problems with depth. Now, another situation that's going on that I think adds to this conversation and adds fuel to my, uh, to my argument here is that they're fumbling the bag with a guy like Kraftsoff. That's great value that you have at cap minimum uh, at league minimum. You know what I mean? You have them on a rookie contract that you're going to have for what, like three more years. I think they just signed them. Right. So you have a player that has great value and he doesn't even make the starting lineup. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're causing a big fuss. And now he's sent down. I, he didn't even report to the AHL team. Now he's sent on um, loan to another country. I forgot where he is right now, but from Russia. the looks of it, Krasov is never going to play for the Rangers again. Yeah. yeah um, now, what are you supposed to do with in, in that situation? How are, how are you supposed to have good value players if you keep mismanaging and keep fumbling the bag on these players like Kako Kako uh, Kapo Kako for example like 
he never really panned out. Is that his fault or is this his team mismanaging their rookies? Well, well I also think that he needs a little bit of time. I think the two of them need more time. Okay, a little bit more I time. I think sure, they got but, rushed into it. So then what, what are you going to do when you need to sign them now, though? What's going to happen with Lafreniere? Are you going to clean um, house? Bridget. You sign that you sign Lafreniere to a bridge because it'll be up by the time that um that Truba's contract is done, that Panarin's contract is done. So then you can re-sign them maybe for cheaper. You probably let Truba go. Panarin maybe around the same amount. I know, but sign I Lafreniere mean, to maybe like I we've don't seen know, we've seen crazier things with other players with less games played and less not being as highly touted as them. Kirill Kaprizov, for example, last season. So you know, one of these guys holds out, the Rangers are fucked. So yeah. I, I'm also an Islander fan, as you guys know. So I'm pretty happy to talk about this um, and speculate the worst here. But uh, I don't know. Great signing on Adam Fox. But uh, I feel like we're getting the Leafs 2.0 here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's I, – I, well, I think that they're uh, in a little bit less of a hell than the Leafs are. But, you know. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. We'll have to well, see. That, that, that dead cap will probably be gone by next season. Yeah, by this yeah that would be done by next year. Yeah, of course. But again, you have like one, two, three, four. You have five guys that you're looking to sign, you know, this upcoming uh, offseason. So best of well, luck. I don't think Rangers. I don't think Sammy Bly is going to get much at all. Neither would Julian Gauthier. Hajek, I don't even think is on the team right now, you know. So I, I think that those three are going to be under 1.5, if even that. For maybe Sammy Bly gets 1.5. Julian Gauthier is probably going to get under a million. Hayek is probably going to get like let go or something, you know. So Ryan Strom is a big one, and uh, Capo Caco again. I don't think he's going to be worth more than like two point five, you know. I mean, I yeah, that like that's just me being just like, oh, you know, maybe it's potential, you know. But like, I, I don't know. So it, it it's doable for now. But like you're saying, though, it's like you got to look down the line. You know, you need to look down the line for the Lafreniere. You know, for, what what's Filipino's contract looking like? Filipino, he's 2.3 million up into the 2023-2024 season. Oh, okay. He'll be coming all right, RFA. That, 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 all right, never mind. Then. All right, I was, I was gonna, I was, I was asking about, or I was asking about him because I was like, oh, isn't he supposed to be a good up and coming player? So, I mean, that's probably around what Kako would get, right? Maybe a little bit less. So. I don't know. Anyhow. Yeah, maybe I'm just prepping for the doomsday a little too early, but uh <laughs> you're sounding the alarms. I'm sounding the alarms. I'm trying to rev up the Ranger fans here. Martin, where you at, man? Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's always crying over the Western Canadian uh road trip. <laughs> Brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for them too. No, you weren't. Against Oilers and, and uh, Flames, yeah, of course I was. <laughs> what kind of what kind of what kind of Canucks fan would I be oh, if they I got, wasn't? They they got sent on the highlight reel in both games um, with Connor McDavid's goal. Yeah, dude, 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 gnarly. He looks like my be a pro player after like five years in the league. <laughs> <sighs> I know, I know that 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 play was just absolutely. I mean that. Connor McDavid, you know, I mean, just what, what do you, what can you say? Dude, I literally laughed again. I laughed about the news of the trade. I laughed when I watched that goal, him just cutting up four Ranger defensemen 
and just absolutely burying the puck like that to tie the game up for a late third period comeback too. And they eventually win it in OT. Like that's just picture perfect. That's a nutty goal, bro. That was, ugh. I'm still losing my mind about it. I know that was definitely one of the, uh, you think it's going to be goal of the year? Yeah. hundred percent. I, so. I mean, it was it like, it was sick him cutting in and you could give me the argument that the Rangers didn't really pose much of a threat to him in that situation. It looked like a lot of soft sticks going his way, but who in their right mind even tries that? <laughs> uh, nobody tries something like that. So I uh, definitely got to give credit to him. I mean, the Rangers did give up another goal of the year candidate, though, the game after. Did you see that goal? Uh, no. It was against Calgary. Um, Calgary goal. I want to find it. For oh, Kachuk. Yeah, Kachuk through the legs. Dude, here. I have the link right here. I'm going to send it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Dude, this goal was close to that goal. Like, as far as, like... I don't even know because obviously he did a lot more work going through uh, all those defensemen, but this was nuts. Didn't Marner score score a goal like that this week? No, uh, there were, he got a nice pass and from uh, Matthews. I think he did like a spinorama pass, basically. Hmm. Hmm. Did... No, no, he spin around. Hold on, I'm watching the Marner one right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he spanned around, yeah, but I don't know. No, I think this, the this Chicago, so. uh, yeah, this Matthew, dude. Like, nope. it was nuts. Uh, I'm not giving Matthew Chuck any credit. He's a loser. I, you <laughs> could call him loser all you want. Loser. That goal is number two on goals of the year so far. <laughs> nah, I think on Todd Swiss Sturkin, of course. Six pass Swiss Sturkin. So six goals past Swiss Sturkin. Goalie, goalie of New York. He's the goalie of New York. Shut up. Yo. Uh, anyway, nah, he's tweaking. <laughs> nah, they tweaking because uh, he's given up highlight real goals. Although I think the other one was on uh, whatever his name is, the backup there. Uh, Gorgiev. Gorgiev, yeah, yeah. Who won't be there next year? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another contract off the books. <laughs> yeah, two point four. Yeah, and then who are you gonna have as your backup to Swiss Turkin when he needs? I mean, I mean, I'll be the backup. All right, cool. I'll sign your contract right now. Oh, word. Thanks. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else in the league that you want to talk about right now? Or do you want to give the boys here and girls a uh, update on our fantasy league? I don't even want to look at my fantasy right now. I'm already losing this week bad. I mean, to be fair, I only have one person playing a game right now. but You're already down bad that bad? Wow, that was annoying that I said that. I'm losing 42 to 9 right now. Ooh, 42? It's 845 on Monday. How does he have 42 points? Uh, because he has four people playing right now. Oh, my and God. The Rangers yeah, are smacking Florida. All right. So, Miko with two assists and a power play point, And Kreider with a goal, an assist, and a power play point. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. I think I think uh, Kreider heard me talking smack. Yeah, he heard, um, us talking, he heard us talking sideways on his name. And he was like, you know what? Well, you know, up. I guess Florida, too, which is a solid squad this year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. It's fine. You know what? It, it's fine. It's fine. I'm really okay. I'm really fine because, well, 
I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. No, I'm just kidding. But so it's a breakdown of a man right here. Yeah, right. Uh, no, because Dry Tiles is just gonna put up 90 points again for me last like uh, this week, like he did last week. Oh god, 90 points. What do you do? Sorry, 79 points. points? <laughs> Bro, he carried me five goals, five assists in a week. Okay, but wait, can we, but can we look though last week, bro? This kid has Robin Laner and Jack Campbell. They carried oh, his team. Yeah, but look, he doesn't yeah, have anybody yeah. else over 25 points. He had over 110 points in goaltending alone. Wow. You know what I had? You know what I had? <laughs> Do you it. want to know what I had? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Break out the calculator. I had 20. No. Sorry. 21. Oh my. <laughs> Come on. Get a grip. What are we talking about over here? Um, fucking ridiculous. But dude, he doesn't have anybody else. Oh, sorry. Heiskanen had 29 points on his team. Everybody else has under 25 points. Yeah. Whereas I had one, two, three, four, five, six. I had six players over twenty. Like, get, get a break. Get a get a grip. Um. So yeah. Anywho. Uh. Yeah. So I won last week. Uh, I'm two and two right now. I'm in eighth place out of twelve. And uh. Yeah. But the places three through nine are two and two. So you know it's uh. It's tight. It's a tight race. Yeah. No. It definitely is a tight race. Uh. Luckily for me though, because I started the season off zero and three brutal start yeah uh, the first week you and i went head to head it was like a bloodbath and luckily uh i messed up on the goaltending and you beat me second week i still would have won second yeah not by much it was like it would have been like 10 point margin well, um which I, yeah you still beat me but let's say i started a goaltender who got 20 points you know what i mean uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I can't live in the past. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Second week, I fucking that was an insane matchup. I think I had close to 400 points that week, and I still lost. Last week, though, the third week, I my team shit the bed. We just didn't have a lot of games. We played a lot of games, and then the next week, we didn't have that many. Um, now this past week, finally, I see myself in the win column. Had a lot of big like weeks from a lot of players. I have. I feel like I have such a solid squad. Like, I feel like they're playing so well right now, but I've just been getting fucked by injuries. I lost Jack Hughes with his uh, dislocated shoulder. He's out for like four to five weeks. Mark Stone, I don't even know what's happening with Mark Stone. Uh, they can't give you a clear answer. Patrick Line on his revenge tour. Dude was a monster to start off the season with three goals and seven assists. 23 shots on goals. He's ranked 97. He hasn't played all week. Dude. He was going off, and, you know, he gets injured now. Uh, so I've had a very rough run with injuries so far, which I feel like is screwing me. But it appears as though this week I shouldn't have too hard of a time. I am projected to win. Um, I also have Carey Price. Once I saw the news that he was coming back, I picked him up and put him on my IR. Um, but I have a bit of a, a rough spot because I have Miko Koskinen. Linus Olmark, John Gibson, and Carey Price now in net. So uh, I'm going to have yeah. to make a decision here soon on who to drop. So uh, stay tuned for that, I guess. But uh, no, I mean, I, I'm having fun with fantasy. My team's starting to come back. They're starting to play like themselves. And uh, once a couple of these injuries come back, I feel like I'm going to be a wagon and I'm going to be coming back. Yeah, for sure. I can't see your team uh, 
not playing well for much longer. Thank God. Hey, you got fucked by injuries. Huh? Said, yeah, you got fucked by injuries. I know. I did. I was luckily luckily able to squeak that last one out. Yeah, for sure. I concur. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to say, or shall we move on? Uh, No, we can move on, I think. Want to talk about your Canucks? I don't even know if I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really don't even know if I do. Um, what do I have written here? Ah, man. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. You know, because it, it, it's just frustrating. Travis Green, Jim Benning, more so Jim Benning, should just go already. And they keep win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And it's like, you know, if they're losing, then everyone wants the coach and the GM to be fired. And if they win, then everybody wants – um everybody's like playing the parade. Everyone's like, oh, we're a good team again. And it's like, for instance, this power play was terrible on this homestand, especially. Oh my. Um, oh, for what? 17? Something like that. <laughs> no, on the homestand, they went one for 21, I think. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to take away the credit of that one of 21. Yeah. So brutal. Absolutely brutal. And what do they do? They still keep putting uh, Chase in. I, I bro, I forgot how to say his name because he sucks so bad. Get him the fuck off the ice, which they finally did. Yes. And last night against the Stars, they finally get going. They score three power play goals and six power play attempts, which is which is good. That's that's good. That's what you want. Fifty percent. That's awesome. Um, they put Pod Coles in on the power play. Yes. Garland finally. on the power play. Um, you know, like at, finally they're doing something. Pod Coles was also in the bumper spot on PP two this morning in practice. Um, the play again tomorrow night against the Ducks. Um, no, Johnny Gibb. I yeah, a big I'm, game out of him. I'm sorry, man. I hope he gets lit up. Um, because <laughs> the Canucks need it. They need to win these next two on their homestand. Because it's like, but like, then everyone was just saying today they're like, "Oh man, the power play is fixed. The power play is." I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. One game, I'm not convinced. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, especially because who. They're playing the stars and who they have in net last night. Was it Holpe? I honestly didn't watch the game. I fell asleep. Um, I can. I was so confer- tired. Oh, it's Kadobin who was in net last night. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm not convinced because special teams has been the thorn in the side of this team. You know, I mean, the uh, the what's it called? You know, they've been winning and losing games by like 3-2. They only have like two regulation wins. I'm sorry, three now after the Dallas game. Um, I guess they've only won five games. But, but you know, still, it's just a matter of like that they're not winning in regulation enough. Um, they're, they're, all their games are super close. And the deciding factor, special teams. I mean, this power play, like I said before, 1-21. Now they're 4-27, I guess that is, on the homestand. Like, it's not good enough. And not only is the power play terrible, the penalty kill. Penalty kill, penalty kill has a success. As, wow. I, see, I'm stuttering because I'm just so fed up with them. The penalty kill has a success rate of 63.9%, which is the worst in the league right now. I do want to give you a little bit of a break on that, though, because I did see a stat today that they are one of the um, – they've gone to the PK like the least out of every other team in the league. Doesn't so, matter. They should be. It so they, be a smaller so sample be, size. They should be well rested. <laughs> they should be well rested. <laughs> Their PK should be well rested. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. 
And I don't right. want to, I keep seeing, I keep seeing on Canucks Twitter, people are like, oh, well, Tyler Mott's coming back soon. Brandon Sutter's out. So that's why the power play, uh, the penalty kill's bad. I'm sorry. But if like a fourth liner is really the detriment of the pa- penalty kill, is there really a good penalty kill system you're deploying? You know, it's like, that's a good argument. You know, it's like you should be able to have a system where any defensively responsible player could go out and kill penalties at a higher success rate than the worst in the league. You mean to tell me the Coyotes have a better penalty kill? The Blackhawks? <laughs> that thou who shall not be mentioned? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I just I can't fathom. I can't fathom how his penalty kill is so bad. One thing I will have to say though is uh that Ovi is now tied for fourth on the NHL goals list. Oh, oh yes. That they just yeah, I just got the notification about that. Um Gretzky, he's coming for you. Um but it's Demko, man. I mean Demko. Like there were the two uh two games where he had nuts sequences or at least nuts saves. First was that um penalty kill, that five on three penalty kill last week. Was that Thursday? Um Yeah, that was last week. Oh no, Wednesday. Anyway, one of the days. And um just chaos. And he winds up making a crazy scorpion save. Um keep puck out of the net and the Canucks wind up coming back against the Rangers to win the game. And then last night against the Stars, Demko robs Jamie Ben with a with a with his massive stick. <laughs> he puts his massive stick in the crease and whack, whicks, uh whips it away. And it's like Demko's playing really well. I know the stats don't indicate it. We were talking about that before we recorded, but like the guy is keeping the Canucks in the games. Yeah, he definitely he's, is. He's the master of desperation saves. This guy is like nuts. And, like, <laughs> and the Canucks keep giving up two-on-one uh, plays. They keep they just keep leaving him out to dry. And it's like, I don't understand how you look at this team and you say that there isn't something wrong with how they're playing. Last night, sure, that was an exception. Predators, I mean, we were listening to the game on the way home from the show. But, um, you know, it, like, they sounded like they were playing well. But, like, they, they just can't, couldn't catch a break. Last um, two things I'll say. Uh, Pedersen had a great game last night, three points. I think one of them was a power play point. That's what he needed. Now he's up to eight points in 12 games, which is getting to where he needs to be. So hopefully he can, can continue this pace. He looked a lot more comfortable um, the past couple of games. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say is that Vasily Podkolzin needs to be playing more. I think he played a bit more last night. I think he had like 13 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I could just be talking out of my ass. But, you know, guy is really good, you know, and he's not learning anything by playing six minutes a night. This guy is scoring goals. As of the other night, he had the most five-on-five goals on the team. Yeah, I mean, I think a thing that you and I talked about was that this team has, uh, they've been, like, both teams, like, uh, special teams have been a a major thing in all these Canucks games. Like, there's, like, five calls on each team, both games. Yeah. So, uh, Pau Colson, you know, him not playing on the power play originally and him not playing on the penalty kill has really hindered his time, so... Hopefully um, some normalcy comes to the Canucks game and hopefully he sticks on that power play and his time should definitely go up. Yeah, I agree. And uh, 
hopefully now with this power play time that he's potentially seeing more of, that he will get more ice time. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin for the Calder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with it. I support it. He's nuts, man. It was, it was exciting. It was funny when we heard him, you know, and he, he scored that goal. And uh, we were like, oh, my God, he's on the ice. Holy so shit, he scores. I screamed. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was that was exhilarating. I was very excited when that happened. Yeah, for sure. Podkolzin and Hoaglander. Hoag- well, now this is really the last thing I'll say. Hoaglander, Wow. I mean, I sent you that goal. I mean, it, it seems like oh, I was yeah. that was his first goal of the season because of how well he's played. Um, hopefully that opened up the floodgates for him as well because that goal was nuts. He undressed Sorrow so good. So, uh, yeah, that's the Canucks. Sweet. I feel like I feel like uh, don't don't sound the alarm yet. Don't sound it yet. Give us some time. Let them figure it out. Uh, well. Well, we'll get to that next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's a better tone from you on the Canucks next week. Yeah, it's funny. After a win, I sh- after a good win, I should be excited, but I'm just not. No, you're 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 cautiously uh, pessimistic, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? No, I'm just I'm just pessimistic. <laughs> <I see laughs> okay, okay. Using the same thing, with no change. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I'll lighten the mood a little bit. Not too much, but. Uh, the Islanders, after an incredibly rocky start, have now improved. Um, they go on a seven-game point streak, 4-0-2 to be exact. And then, of course, they lost last night 5-2 to against the Wild. Um, but they definitely have uh, have leveled out. They're 5-3-2 now currently, so uh, things are looking a lot better. Um, Lou Lamorello hits 1,500 wins. He's now GM number three on the all-times list. Pretty nuts, pretty nuts. Congrats, congrats. He, he's fastly approaching um, David Poily. I don't know who that is, which, sue me, probably going to get some people mad for not knowing this, considering he's number one. Um, he is the president of hockey operation general manager of the Nashville Predators. So, anyway, yeah. um, he has 1,558 games win. So, 58-game uh, difference between the two. Islanders should rack up a bunch of wins. So uh, hopefully he gets a little bit closer to that uh, illustrious number one spot. Ooh, good word. Good word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the Islanders in a shocking, desperate move, move Johnny Boytruck's contract to Buffalo uh, for future mm-hmm. considerations. Heard he's going to be nuts. Hopefully he plays first line time. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness though, uh, Buffalo needed a, um, a player to help them hit the cap floor. Uh, for the Islanders, this gets them out of LTIR and uh, gives them about $2 million in cap space today. Uh, so it was a win-win move for both teams. Um, you and I were talking about this before. I don't understand it. Um, it's some weird magic in the cap rules. Um, something about daily occurred contracts and stuff like that. Allegedly, the Islanders <laughs> potentially could have $10 million in cap space at the trade deadline. Yeah. Now, again, do not ask me how that works. I tried. I tried for probably like a half hour looking up, researching, trying to figure out how this is happening. And it sort of made sense to me, sort of did not make sense to me. Anyway, Lou, I, well, if that's I mean, true, you're we, the GOAT. Yeah, we tried for, I mean, you probably tried for longer than I did. But on the uh, on the call before we recorded, yeah, I mean, we we're trying for like 10 minutes and we 
couldn't figure it out. I still can't figure it out. I mean, if any of you I guys understand, understand, you know, and we're the guys with the hockey podcast, so laugh at us now. <laughs> if somebody could break this down for us in English, uh, it would be greatly, uh, greatly appreciated because I want to know because uh, I want to be able to call Lou the goat. So, uh, yeah, I just don't I, don't. I don't know why I don't know or why I don't understand. Maybe I'll understand tomorrow. Yeah, maybe like, we just need to reread it, maybe in other words, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> my brain is fried today, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that I was like, yeah, because I've never heard of it. Like you, you were saying before, I've just never heard of this being an actual thing, you know? No. Yeah, I, I feel like I've never I, heard I anybody talk about it. I didn't. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that could be a part of it, but. No. So uh, another guy I want to talk about, Ilya Sorokin. Talking about goaltending, he is playing top tier games right now. I mean, he started off rough. We we all know that he started off really rough. Um, first couple of games here, he had a 875 followed by an 828 save percentage. So mm-hmm. two brutal games. But then he comes back with a 975 performance, a 906 performance, two back-to-back shutouts. Then he has a 913, 947, and then another shutout for his third shutout this season. Yeah. Guy is second in shutouts, 939, tied fifth in the league. Imagine he didn't have those two brutal starts to begin the season. His nuts would be, his stats would be insane. His uh, goals against average 1.98, which is eighth right now, could be a lot better. Could be a lot better if he didn't have those two brutal games. And honestly, I wouldn't even put it on Sorokin because we had to figure out what was going on with our defense. Um, this is a Dano Char experiment. Failed. It's bouncing back. It's getting better. It, it, it's tolerable, but it's not working. It's not working. Get him out. Send him to the moon. I love him. Love you, Dano Char. You're a great, you know, great figure in the sport for years. But it's a little too far past it, especially for this Islanders team and what they need. We're we're well past the need of Dano Chara. So. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. with that 10 million magic beans that we're going to have at the trade deadline, we get a left defenseman to fill that because uh, it's making it look bad. And it's making Ilya Sorokin look bad. Uh, Sorokin look bad. So uh, please remove him. Please remove him. Um, I'm going to go really quick for these last couple of notes that I put down today. Um, Anders Lee hitting his stride. Dude. He kept up with Matt Barzell on that one uh, two-on-one rush. The way that those two were speeding down, you would never think that he had a knee injury last season. Dude is a workhorse. He's fast as hell, and he's putting the puck in the net, and he's parking his ass right in front of the net, just like he did right before he left. And uh, it was a little slow of a start for him. He wasn't putting up that many points, but um, I think you're going to see the scale tip in Lee's favor here, and you're going to see a lot of points rack up for him. Another guy on a hot start is Oliver Wallstrom. He's looking phenomenal in that third line. And even better than him right now is Josh. I'm (laughs) Brock Nelson. (laughs) Almost threw up St. Josh Bailey. God. Um, Brock Nelson. I mean, seven goals already this season. Dude is on fire. He had a four goal night the other night. Um, Sick. He's doing great. I love him. And uh, he's playing on that second line with, uh, with Bew and he's playing with um <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why I just coughed. Um he's playing with Bew and Nelson uh and Palmieri. So they're they're looking great. They're looking great. And um 
yeah, I'm just very excited about this team. It's yeah. it was a slow start. It really was. It was brutal. It was hard to watch, especially that defense. But uh, something has clicked with this team on this road trip, and uh, I think they're doing a great job, especially for you know the longest road trip in you know NHL history. <laughs> well, especially considering they they only have like one game this week, right? They only had two last week too. Oh, that's another thing that's frustrating. My it's funny. Me and my dad were talking about it. They played one game, had all five days, played one game, had all five days, and then played back-to-back nights. So their schedule is not only only on the road, but it's really weirdly spaced out. I guess to give them time to rest, but five days to rest? Like, I don't know. I think that's a little too much. Yeah, I don't know about all that. It's just – it's dumb. It's – I don't yeah. know. Then you can't get anything going. You can't get any momentum going. So no, you can't. And and luckily enough, this Islanders team has has found a way to do it. At least to rack up points. Granted, they're not in the win column as much as you'd want. Let's say those two overtimes went the way they wanted it. It's a seven three season. So not bad for on the road. Yeah, for sure. Not bad yeah. at all. Um, a couple of things to uh, clean house, so to speak, with. Um, Ross Johnson signs a peculiar four-year deal for $1.1 million. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this matches exactly what his last contract was and uh, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because he's not really used. I could see maybe if Cal Clutterbuck doesn't come back next season, it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose a guy like Cal. He's been playing really well, and uh, he really helps fill out that fourth line. But uh, – Ross Johnson also isn't that bad either. And when he plays, especially in the preseason, and again, it's preseason, he looked really good. He looked like he he deserved a role on, a, on the roster, which kind of feels bad that he signed a four-year contract just to yeah. sit. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they have a plan for him in the future, and this $1.1 million contract is going to look like gold in a few years. Yeah, I mean, it's better than uh, the 3.5 that Clutterbuck's making right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. who knows? Um Atu Ratu, everyone's favorite um prospect of the Islanders. He got moved team. So he was transferred in the Liga. So he went from and I'm gonna get this wrong. He went from Carpot, where he wasn't playing a lot. There was actually like hashtag free Ratu trending on Twitter for a little bit, like in <laughs> Islanders world. Um, because he wasn't playing, they were not playing him in six games. He only played six games. And I think he was benched probably like four or five games. Mm. And at first it was like, oh, well, you know, he just came back from, you know, training camp with the Islanders. So maybe he needs to get adjusted again, but then they just weren't playing him. And it wasn't because of an injury. It wasn't because of, you know, COVID. It wasn't because of anything like that. He just didn't fit the team. So, um, I guess in an effort to allow him to get some more to ice time. And, you know, again, they just don't need him. They loaned him to Carpot. I mean, I'm sorry. They loaned him to Jukrut. I probably said that wrong, but, Probably, but it's fine. In two games played, he has four points, two goals and two assists. So he seemed to have found his stride with this new team, like off the bat, which is great. I think yeah, he had three points in like the first game. So he definitely, has found his stride on this new team. So hopefully we could see some more development out of him. Unlike we were seeing with Carpot. So that's right to Atu Ratu update. And last but not least for the Islander fans, I need to tell you guys to sit down and relax, calm down, take a chill pill. Um, 
they were going nuts on Twitter today because somebody was searching the UBS arena website and they saw these two disturbing, according to Islander fans, uh, like warnings that there's no tailgating or honking allowed at the arena. Mm. Now, if you've been to an Islander game, you know, while you're driving by, everybody's doing the let's go Islander honk. You know, everybody's in the parking lot drinking. Hell, I did it last postseason or, um, you know, playoffs. I was drinking in the parking lot tailgating. Oh, it's, hell yeah. it's the Islanders culture. You know, I'm sure it is for a lot of other teams, but the yeah. Islanders definitely pride themselves in being, you know, tailgators. So uh, a lot of alarms were raised and going off when they saw this, <laughs> which I get it. I get it. You want to be, you, you know, you. You don't want to be told you can't go off and party and crazy and have a have a tailgate like normal. But um, I I don't think this is anything to be scared of. A lot of people were saying it too that uh, you know, this is probably just like uh, legal warnings them putting that there. You know, without a doubt, yeah. And uh, they're not gonna stop you. They're not. And if they do, then you know what? We'll 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 go off on Twitter because uh, (laughs) that would need to be fixed. But um. I doubt it. I don't think we need to worry yet. So uh, take a chill pill, Islanders fans. And not this weekend, but next weekend, UBS Arena opens. So uh, Fuck, I, yeah. we'll have our answer then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't wait to go to a couple games there. Oh, I know. I've been planning it out with a couple of people. We're, I want to make a group chat soon so that way we can uh, get headed on some uh, some tickets. Yeah, for sure. If you get it going. Let's do it. Let's do it. So that's it for me. You have anything else you want to add? Nope. That's it for me too. All right, man. Where can they find us? Where, where, where can they follow us? All right. You guys can find us on Instagram at the clapper report. T H E C L A P P E R R E P O R T E. Now, if you listen to us this far, you, we definitely deserve a follow. You definitely need to check us out. We'll hopefully have some new content posted daily. No, some new content posted on Instagram. So definitely check it out. Um, you can find us on Facebook, same name. You can find us on Twitter, same name. Um, just reach out to us. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Hopefully we'll run some polls. So you keep you in the loop and uh, you can yell at us, call us crazy for these interesting takes. I hope to hear from Ranger fans. <laughs> I hope I hear from a couple of you guys telling me I'm stupid for what I said about the cap situation. But uh, yeah. Get some angry DMs. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Yeah, that's it. I guess we'll see you guys here next week. All right. Peace. All right. Later, guys.